You're listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. The Dilemmas of the Kicker, Part 4 In this series, I've been discussing the difficult challenges and choices that face the beginning kicker. Today's dilemma is that though the kick is a powerful weapon, the very act of kicking gives your opponent an opportunity to grab one of your legs as you stand on the other one. This problem does not have an easy fix. Kicking hard requires commitment. You need to throw a big, heavy part of your body at the opponent with explosive power. You're especially vulnerable to having your kicking leg grabbed when you're kicking at the body, as opposed to the legs or the head. While it's possible to catch lower and higher kicks, it's more difficult, especially for low kicks. Takedown artists might even refer to kicking attacks aimed at the body as single-leg takedowns on a silver platter. If you're going to make kicking attacks a regular part of your arsenal, you'll need to learn to deal with the threat of getting your leg caught. It's the burgeoning kicker's job, ideally with the help of a good coach, to learn to make sure that it's not easy for an opponent to gain an attachment to his or her kicking leg, and also to learn what to do when the opponent succeeds in doing so. The first thing to understand is that if you consistently kick explosively hard, you will filter out a significant fraction of attempts at catching your leg by virtue of the sheer intimidation imposed by such a weapon. Few people relish the thought of trying to trap a baseball bat that's fully engaged in a home run swing. I mentioned earlier that low kicks are more difficult to catch, so it might be smarter to aim most of your kicks at the legs. You also need to pay attention to the arrangement of your opponent's arms and hands before you launch the kick. Some opponents will telegraph their intention to attempt to grab your kick by the position of their upper body and arms. The next consideration is to make your kick difficult to catch. The best way to do that is to kick, again, explosively hard, but then also to quickly recover structure after the kick. This means to either sharply retract the kicking leg to a cocked position while standing on one leg, or to quickly put it back on the ground. Inevitably, though, if you're going to make kicks, especially body kicks, part of your arsenal, you will eventually and occasionally get your leg caught. Accept this fact in advance and train for it. The first thing to learn is to not panic. You actually have options here. If you freak out, you'll immediately reduce the number and quality of those options. First of all, losing your cool nearly always leads to losing your balance. Additionally, the more calm you remain, the more focused you can be on the job at hand. First, while of course working to stay upright, you have an immediate assessment to make. It is... Just how is the opponent holding your leg? 
Is he using the most common grip, hugging your leg to his body? If so, can you rotate your trapped leg so that your knee points more upward and your toes downward? If you can, that means you can square your shoulders to him, which further means that you can reach for his head equally well with both hands. And that's just what you should try. If you succeed in gaining a secure two-handed grip on your opponent's head, this frequently leads to him releasing your leg, leaving you in the clinch, where you're already a step ahead by virtue of already having his head. If you succeed in grabbing his head but he doesn't release your leg, your grip on him negates much of any advantage he gained when he caught it in the first place. From there, the next part is tricky to describe in audio format, but I'll give it a try. As the two of you struggle in this weird clinch, you can tuck your hips back a bit to load while pointing your thigh at him as if aiming a gun that shoots out through your kneecap. From there, drive your knee straight into him while pulling his head with your hands. This very cool version of a straight knee strike, combined with your manipulation of his head, will make it difficult for him to maintain a tight grip on your leg. Just what part of your opponent's body you target with this knee strike depends on how high or low he's holding your leg in relation to his head. If he's holding your leg down around his midsection, drive your knee into that. If your knee is up near his head, drive your knee into that. Once you throw this knee strike, whether it does damage or merely serves as a distraction, you can nearly always then drive the foot of your trapped leg to the ground, freeing it from his grasp. This neat sequence takes you from standing on one leg with your other leg trapped in your opponent's arms to a clinch in which you hold the dominant position. Another option when you can turn your knee up is only useful if grappling is allowed in the rules of your fight. That is to throw your other leg around the opponent, jumping up to pull guard, as it's called in jiu-jitsu. You want to be sure you know how to avoid being slammed on the ground if you do this, and it helps, again, if you can grab his head with both hands. So what if your opponent is hugging your leg, but his grip makes it impossible to grab his head? Well, that probably means that you can only turn your knee down and your toes up. That makes life a little more complicated, but you still have options. One is to use the one arm that can reach your opponent to stiff arm his head to keep it away from you as you turn away and pull your leg forcefully out of his grip. Another, less satisfying but still sometimes viable option is to drop both hands to the ground and make a solid base. Of course, under certain rule sets, this will immediately stop the action, whereupon the referee will stand you back up. But if you're fighting under MMA rules, or rules that are similar, you can use your new position to begin a ground game. In a self-defense situation, you can even now kick with your free leg. The logic here is that if you're going to go to the ground, at least do it on your terms. Now, there are other ways the opponent might catch your leg when you're kicking. It's common for a kick that takes a linear trajectory like a sidekick or a teep to be caught in a grip that's one-handed at the ankle or foot. In such a situation, it can be more difficult to grab the opponent's head. But other interesting opportunities present themselves. If your balance is well-developed through practice, you can pull your trapped leg's knee back towards you, 
while aiming your lower leg for either a side kick or a teep. Once you're properly lined up, you can now snap your leg into full extension in order to hit the opponent with a quite respectable thrusting kick. If your balance and flexibility are up to even more of a challenge, you can try a tactic that I used to use quite a bit to my advantage. This is essentially the same thrusting kick with the trapped leg that I just described, but with an extra twist, if you will. This advanced version is predicated on having the ability to hop away from the opponent on your support leg while using the trapped leg to pull him along in the same direction that you are traveling. This allows you to cock your leg and line up your thrusting kick as described above, while also imparting momentum to the opponent so that he is stumbling towards you. This means that he will be walking directly into the thrusting kick when you throw it, adding even more power. If you can master this technique, you'll find yourself sometimes flagrantly offering your kicking foot for people to grab. Now, I know this tactic may sound implausible to some of you, but as I said earlier, I used to use it quite a bit. Needless to say, tactics like these require a certain level of flexibility and balance, but those are attributes you want to develop as a kicker anyway. Don't let fear dictate your game. Kicks are fantastically useful, but not if you don't train smart and hard. Practice letting your training partners grab your kicks and train solutions to the problem. Your striking game can only grow as a result. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think. And check out old episodes of the Martial Brain podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Martial Brain. The Martial Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Martial Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com.